life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. <clears throat> My level's great. Andrew? Four score and seven years ago. Oh, boy. All right. Okay, cool. All right, we're looking good. We're looking good. I'm going to leave the windows open because it's going to be so hot here today. Okay. Um, if it gets too noisy, we will uh, close them. <clears throat> but I haven't had any complaints. I've been list- leaving them open lately because of global warming. Um, thanks for tuning in the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. Um, I am excited to have these guys on today. Um, it's a beautiful, sunny Southern California day. Thanks for coming over here. I appreciate <laughs> Thanks for it. Having us. Uh, you came all the way from Los Feliz. Where'd you come from? Uh, the Valley, Sherman Oaks. Valley? Oh, so we're 10 degrees cooler. Yeah. It's yeah. boiling over there. <laughs> yeah. Always. Uh, joining us today, um, uh, joining us today is, uh, somebody I just met as he walked through my door, Toby Morishano. <laughs> yes. Is I saying that right? You said it perfectly. Oh, great. What, uh, what nationality is that? Or what? Romanian. Roma- really? Yeah. Oh, man. You guys, you, have have some a, good, you guys have some good-looking women over there. Oh, in Romania. I guess so. Yeah. It's all right. Honestly, you know, I was, I've been to, I've been there. Right. I've always been a little bit disappointed with the places that people said all oh, the women are good-looking. For my money, you can't get better than I think New York, Miami, and LA. I would say. Really? I, don't know. I mean, maybe like Latin America. Yeah. You know. All right. But like. <laughs> I don't want to turn this into a sexist fight. <laughs> I dated a, 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 a Romanian punk, girl, punk rock girl. We called her the Romanian punk rocker, so we called her. I don't remember her name, but man, she was tall and had dyed red hair. How long did you date her <laughs> that you can't remember her name? Like, I don't even know if it's considered, like, maybe we hung out like four times, so oh, maybe, oh, okay. maybe yeah. dating's a strong word. <laughs> but still, yeah. smoking. And then uh, Mike, too. Um, I'm going to say a comedy, uh, LA comedy staple, uh, yeah. uh, on the LA comedy scene. Uh, and I've known you, let's see, it's 2014, probably met in what? 99. Yeah. So 15 years. Wow. I've known you 15 years. That's when wow. I really started going to open mics and stuff in 99. Okay. So, wow. That's amazing. I've known you 15 years. Yeah. The time goes. Right. It and really I've probably been... seen you twice in the last six. <laughs> yeah. Well, we run into each other every now and again. Yeah. yeah. At, the, at the improv or sure. at, the, at Jackie's house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew Salmison joins us today on the, on the, on the podcast. I like Sorry. the authoritative hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a gavel. I don't know why I put a, a, a tablecloth on my tech, technical board, but then I leave this blank ugly thing open here for you guys to look at it's like a picnic table I feel like we it should is. have like paper plates and it's like a, it's like a church table church basement yeah. table yeah. Yeah. is where uh, we get them um i gotta be up front with you i was telling uh, andrew this before uh, toby got here um might have had a couple of drinks i shouldn't have had last night <laughs> well yeah i shouldn't have probably had the last one i think I don't, we went to uh me uh pat francis a uh, host of the Rock Solid podcast and Never Not Funny, uh, Chip Chinnery, Mike Siegel. No, Mike Siegel couldn't go. Uh, who else? Kyle Dotson and Jack Thomas went to see. Ready for this? Who? Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Last night. <laughs> Jerry Lewis. Ooh, he's been. He was controversial of late, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a. Yeah, oh, b- so. b- b- yeah, he said women aren't funny, but had a female opening act. Who was the opener? Some girl who sang patriotic songs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she thinks there was the fun. Uh, she was like, I was literally waiting for her to break out Ballad of the Green Berets. Like everything. Uh, and all the old people. And oh, they were old. Yeah. <laughs> were just like standing ovation for really? her and everything. And I was just, I wanted to, I, like, I didn't see her. We were out in the lobby drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I just pictured her like one of those like, Sexy military girl, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. like marching as she sang. Like that's how I like picture White her. Christmas or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, uniform she, buttons, yeah. just to the right level. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how I pictured her. But uh, so we went to see Jerry Lewis. I gotta say, I was disappointed. Yeah. What was it? What was it like? But the, well, I, I don't know what I was. I mean, he's obviously he's eighty eight, so he wasn't yeah. doing any pratfalls or anything yeah. like that. But he came out and sat down on a chair mm-hmm. for the whole thing. 
and told take-home jokes uh. <laughs> in between rolling old clips of like him and Dino and him and Frank and I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah, but come but back it, and tell me a story. Don't yeah, don't yeah. tell me you know I haven't had a bite in a week, so I bit him. You know, literally that was uh, one of the jokes. Oh. Wow! And I was leaning over to Kyle, just going with every punchline that you know, and that's what the penguin said. Like he just yeah. knew every joke he did. But right. the uh, the old footage of you know their behind the scenes footage of like I said him and Dino and Frank and Sammy mm-hmm. and all those guys was really really fun to watch. And then he closed with a typewriter bit. I don't know if you're familiar from Who's Minding the Store, I think was the movie, where he just mi- mimicked oh, typing okay. on a typewriter. Mm. Got a standing, he got a standing that. ovation. I wow. didn't think it deserved one, even though I participated in the standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> I think, the guy's a legend. There you go. So, if you spend 60 bucks for tickets to see Jarrett Lewis, you're going to give him a standing ovation. I feel like. It's just one of those... 80. 80. <laughs> Not happy about it either, wow. dude. Not happy about it either. Uh, so I was definitely uh, disappointed on yeah. that. I'd say it was about an hour, about an hour, a little over an hour, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't reckon. And I read good reviews. New York Times had a good review when he did it in New York. Really? Uh-huh. I'm sure know. for his audience, it's, you know, it's. I would want Hollywood Story. Yeah, that's yeah. what, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, he, you know, he's a pretty. He, he, in his day, he was a pretty innovative guy, you know? He, yeah. he helped develop a lot of the, yeah. the shooting techniques and stuff we have today, and like video playback and stuff like that. And But so, you know, I want to hear, you know, I just want to hear some stories. I don't want to hear yeah. some crap. It was like paying $80 to have your grandfather tell you the same stupid pull-my-finger joke over and over. Um. So anyway, but he's a legend. I'm glad we got to see him. He I'm- wore suits. <laughs> he dressed it up. That's yeah. nice. I've never seen Jerry Lewis live, but uh, I've seen him by proxy because mm-hmm. I went to a couple of Patton Oswalt's readings of the script of The Day the Clown Cried. Right. Uh, once at Largo and once at the Hollywood Center Studios. I was at the Largo one. Oh, or one I of sat the next ones. to Brendan Fraser. Oh, really? At the, at, the, wow. at the Largo one. And we both walked out after it happened and grabbed our heads like stunned monkeys and were just like, what happened to us? <laughs> uh the um, Toby Huss was mm-hmm. the was um, Jerry, right, right, and uh, and he played it. You know, he played it up. He did the Jerry shtick. Like, mm-hmm. there's a scene in the movie where he's in the. I don't know how many people know about this, but the, the Jerry Lewis plays a, a German clown who gets sent to a concentration camp, mm-hmm. right? And uh, still never gets old when I hear it yeah. described. <laughs> and is is put to work as a Judas goat mm-hmm. to lead the children into the gas chamber. Oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ladies <laughs> so there's this incredibly dark story uh interspersed with jerry lewis shtick right like there's a scene where he pees into a toilet in the cold concentration camp and it comes out ice cubes <laughs> like, oh god right uh, wow and but it's it's mind-blowing uh harry shearer talks about it a lot yeah, i think yeah. he may have one of the only extant copies of it right um but uh, Toby Huss would do this thing where he would do the Jerry Lewis shtick, you know, in front of the German guards and stuff like that. But mm. whenever he was alone with the children, he turned into mean Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, oh, it was mind bending. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Was, yeah, that was years ago. We saw that. <laughs> so that was my night last night. Kind of just disappeared. It Ubered home <laughs> to... My, my, I get home, my wife's like, how was the show? I'm like, I'm going to go take off my suit. Then a half hour later, she's like, why are you in bed? <laughs> I'm like, I just got to go to bed. I don't feel good. Uh, but that brings us to today. Today, which I'm going to call Nerdtastic, this episode <laughs> of uh, uh, the Road Stories podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about your backroom, Toby. Um, well, I started comedy when I was in college, but mm-hmm. I was also studying computer science and mm-hmm. I went into engineering, worked at Microsoft for a number of years mm-hmm. while doing comedy at night in Seattle. And then eventually left, went, uh, hit the road based out of San Francisco and doing like app development at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. How, how and, come, what happened? Cause when I remember when apps came out, um, Everybody was like, man, you got to get an app and you could make a bazillion dollars. Now, do they not just buy apps off anybody anymore? Or do they still do it? Or No, apps are a big business, but it's mature. I mean, yeah. in the beginning, it had that kind of gold rush feel right. where it's like, oh, some guy wrote some silly app that made white noise and he woke up and he was a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. But, you know, people aren't downloading apps for app's sake. Mm-hmm. They're downloading apps a lot, but it's because they wanted to do a specific thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
So mm-hmm. I had a good app idea. I think there's also a, an issue of curation now. It, the app store in in the iTunes mm-hmm. it, uh, that Apple runs and also Google Play, it's really hard for an independent developer to get exposed to enough people oh, to really? make their product successful now. It has to either go viral mm-hmm. you know, in the most traditional sense, or it has to catch the attention of somebody at Apple mm-hmm. or at Google and be <clears throat> featured on one of their new, you know, new up and coming lists or something like that. Is it easy, like There's, iTunes? Can you just upload it to yeah. Apple Store and it's there? Yeah, you sign and an then, agreement okay. with Apple and you 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 set it up. I mean, you know more about this than I do, Toby, yeah. but but. Uh, I should be talking there's right now. 500, <laughs> there's 500,000 apps on the App Store wow, or something really? like that now. And so um, yeah. finding what you want and making sure. And there's also a lot of, um, I think, uh, intentional obfuscation by scammy app developers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, names that uh, make them seem like there's something that is successful. Right. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, cloning of mm-hmm. applications like the very very innovative game threes came out for mm-hmm. the iPhone mm-hmm. and uh, was successful for a little while and it was like three weeks before 2048 came out which is a much simpler version of the same kind of sliding tile game mm-hmm. um, and stole a lot of their thunder hmm. speaking of that white noise app <laughs> like what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> I don't, what is going on? I don't, uh, no, I don't know what game three I is. I don't know. <laughs> SK48 that came out. Three. I know. Together. I know. Uh, I, th- I need somebody to make me for. look smart on this. <laughs> can't just tell fart jokes all day. I got to have somebody come in. <laughs> somebody with some intelligence in this place. <laughs> Do you, uh, you remember Flappy Bird? Maybe oh, sure. Yeah. Example? Yeah. Oh, it was this? Game it was this. It was a very addictive, incredibly difficult game that uh-huh. was produced by a Vietnamese game developer, and people were. It went viral very quickly, okay. and it, people were hopelessly addicted to it and incredibly frustrated oh, by it. I remember Flappy Bird. Flappy yeah. or Floppy? Flappy. Flappy. Okay, I think yeah. so. I think so. Yeah, and so the guy took it off the iTunes store because he was like, he was worried he was ruining people's lives. Oh. He was, and he was and making, his own life, yeah, he was just getting yeah. inundated by interview requests. And, and yeah, everything. he was making like 50 grand a day Jeez. Off, off of, uh, it was 99 cents for an in-app purchase yeah. of some kind to kill the ads. Right, right. And uh, and so he was, a yeah, a real sort of poster child for the both the good and bad effects of going viral in the mm-hmm. app store. Huh. Yeah. That's see, that's what I need. I need a good app so I can stop doing comedy. <laughs> 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 just... just melt away so do you guys incorporate a lot of your i remember watching andrew back when we were on the open mic scene uh he was the first person to uh you know we're kind of it's kind of in the alt room alt yeah, it was open the mic gypsy. rooms the gypsy yeah yeah, yeah yeah and he would come up with everybody like i would have my notes on a piece of paper and he'd have it on a newton no 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 <laughs> really no it wasn't a newton uh, it was but it was something palm, like, i was it was it was uh palm five. Oh, okay it was an original oh, yeah. palm five that i had sent away <laughs> to a guy in massachusetts to have upgraded to eight megabytes <laughs> wow <laughs> old school yeah he actually desoldered chips off the motherboard and put them on on the new higher range chips and then palm started selling an eight megabyte version called the palm vx uh, but uh uh did you get a little taste of that did you get a little taste of that a little taste of the money no <laughs> uh, i did right. work for palm actually yeah. a little bit i was a member of something called the la palm users group <laughs> which is not it's it's almost as masturbatory as it sounds but uh uh it's uh we would meet every couple of weeks at the borders in Westwood mm-hmm. uh, and just talk about what was interesting in Palm Pilots. We'd have presentations by vendors and mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of fun. And then one day I got a call from Palm and they needed somebody on the set of the movie Little Black Book with Ron Livingston and the late Brittany Murphy. Okay, okay sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, the Little Black Book in the movie was actually a Palm Tungsten C, uh-huh. uh, uh, which was an early version of. Uh, it was a, it was a later Palm that actually looked a lot like a BlackBerry. It had letters okay. instead of a graffiti where mm-hmm. you write the letters. Um, and so they needed somebody on set for a couple of days to just manage the palms and make them do what they wanted. And so I spent twelve hours eating craft services and. Uh, chatting up Brittany Murphy's stand-in. Oh, yeah. and, and not they, bad work if you can get yeah. it. Yeah, and they gave an me uh, drop, they though. gave me a tungsten C. <laughs> oh, there you for go. my time, and <laughs> that's cool. That was a lot of fun. I don't know who else here is making time with her stand-in. This guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you incorporate a lot of 
your computer knowledge into your stand-up, Toby? No, I want people to laugh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite line of the episode already. Uh, yeah, no, I don't really. Oh, once in a while, like when I do, I was doing like a one-man show in Edinburgh last uh-huh. year, and I sort of used it as a. I talked about like bugs as a concept and bugs? stuff like that. Yeah, like computer you know, bugs or bugs bugs. Uh, computer bugs. Okay. Like when you do when, most of coding is fixing bugs. Right. And one of the themes of my show was that there's all these bugs that people run into or mm-hmm. in social programs or in people's lives and they just ignore them, but they're there. Anyway, mm-hmm. but like was, for the most part, I, I don't. That was always one of my favorite quotes in computer science was one of the first people who developed the art of computer you know, science of computer programming. Mm-hmm. There's a very famous quote that, of, where he talks about the minute the moment he realized that he was going to spend the rest of his life looking for his own mistakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's programming in a nutshell. And, yeah. Um, it's, it's one words of the reasons. We could all live by. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of the reasons why I'm not a programmer. Yeah. I'm a sysadmin. You know, right. I, I'm a system administrator, network manager type. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that's my background. I started working for a scientific consulting firm in Reston, Virginia mm-hmm. in 1990. Uh, built a network from 20 machines to 300 by 97 and had a lot of fun doing it. Right. Uh, but as I would, you do. Sure. <laughs> as you must. Well, I was spending a million and a half dollars a year of other people's money on stuff I would have bought for myself if I could have. Oh, that's, that's fine. Cool. That know? is actually fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was also working 3,000 hours a year. And, right. And it was a lot of, you know, it was a lot of work. And, um, but I, the, the, I t- the way I blew off steam was going to see comedy shows yeah i went to the comedy cafe which was the only real a club in dc before the improv got there oh are you from dc yeah oh i didn't know that yeah and uh you know i would see like i i'd see jake johansson he would come through town mm-hmm. twice a month twice a year yeah um i saw ellen degeneres mm-hmm. ray romano um judy tenuta <laughs> oh uh, right on one yeah. of those people have been on my podcast several times <laughs> yeah. and it's not judy tenuta uh, uh um, so when did you get started in stand-up out here out here um i fell in love with the la comedy scene mm-hmm. uh i would come out here for work and so i would come out every three months uh I saw Laura Keitlinger at Uncabaret. Mm-hmm. That was my first introduction to sort of the alt comedy world in LA. It must sure. have been like 96. Right. Maybe 95, 96. Where at the old Luna Park? Yeah, at yeah, the yeah. old Luna in the basement of Luna Park. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And uh, and I just fell in love with it. I used to go to what became the Largo show mm-hmm. at Pedro's when Josh DiDonato was oh, still right. running yeah, it yeah, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I worked out uh I got a transfer to our San Diego office, which was finally big enough to need somebody like mm-hmm. me, and uh, and lived there for a year and drove up twice a week or three times a week for shows. Wow. I, I met you when you lived in San Diego. Yeah, that yeah. Might that might met. be right. Yeah, yeah. And, sounds familiar. And then uh, one day I was driving home at three o'clock in the morning and woke up almost underneath a, a, a Ralph's 18-wheeler. Oh, geez. And so I thought, I got to move to L.A. And I found a job up here, worked there for a year, uh, started going to open mics, and eventually started doing stand-up. And uh, and then I uh, uh, got... I won't use the word fired, mm-hmm. but we both agreed that the company and I, that me coming in every day at noon was not <laughs> to either of our advantages. Right, right. And so... Uh, I hung out a consulting shingle and I was meeting a lot of people doing comedy Mm -hmm. and actually Greg Fitzsimmons' wife gave me my first real consulting gig uh, that kept me from having to take a full-time job. I was, I'd already gone through like $10,000 in savings and and I started working for her internet startup Mm -hmm. uh, doing, uh, managing an exchange server. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, early exchange, NT four O. It was crazy. Yeah. These two are smiling at each other. NT four O. Sure, sure. And, uh, Neanderthals. Uh, <laughs> and that kept me going long enough to sort of get my name out. And now I don't advertise. It's all word of mouth. Oh, I good. have my own little business. Uh, work for really interesting people. Awesome. I work for Levity Entertainment. I do a lot of their PC and server support. And uh, levity, the company trying to take over comedy, <laughs> seriously, and succeeding by yeah, and large, and succeeding, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so and you and you're, oh, I'm sorry. I, I and you know, I work for celebrities. It's mm-hmm. really cool. You know, I work, <laughs> I work for uh, a, a certain one named pop star that's had a 
wonderful and long career. Um, you may remember her from her uh, talking about her virgin status. I had a dream about her two nights ago. Yeah. I dreamt that I, I got her on the Rock Solid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say who it is. Uh, so when did you come out of San Francisco? Uh, 2010. Oh, okay. So yeah. who? So was like Andrew Norelli already gone? And I knew Andrew from doing like a rogue here or there, okay. but uh, we didn't. We weren't like you know mm-hmm. coming up in the scene together or anything like that. Is San Francisco still a good scene up there? Yeah, I, oh, I've had the old San it's Francisco actually, guys, like yeah. Barrett and those guys on, who talk about how mm-hmm. great it was. The Holy City Zoo and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. And yeah, and you could make a living as an opener, <laughs> you know, <laughs> around that time. Well, the money's never getting any better anywhere. Right. But um, the scene has definitely uh, resurged over the last, I would say, year or two. Yeah. Pretty much since I left. Oh, that's like, good. Yeah, I that's think I was holding works. it back. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I got there, I, it was a little bit stagnant because mm-hmm. it was just everything was going through the punchline. And there weren't actually a lot of alt rooms, surprisingly, or anything like that. So it was mostly just everyone hanging out the punchline for mm-hmm. like a year, hoping to get up on Sundays. And the people who had been there for years hadn't moved yet. So it was just the same guys at the punchline. Right. You know? But eventually everyone moved out, and then a lot of people started new shows. And now you go there, and there's stuff every night of the week with good houses and oh, everything. Good. And you don't have to go through Live Nation to get booked in the other places. Yeah, no. Although Live. I do work for them, so... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's wrong. Yeah, Live Nation's booking. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, of course, I, love, I worked for them also, and I like them very much. I just <laughs> think it's wrong. I like going through Live Nation. So you had Andrew. You sent me a story, but I didn't listen to it because I wanted to hear it. Uh, I wanted well, to hear you tell the story. Uh, I work. This is how we segue into com- road stories yeah. out of computers. Yeah. That was a <laughs> seamless segue. I don't know if <laughs> Um, one of my computer clients mm-hmm. uh, was TJ Mal- is uh, TJ Mark Walter, who is oh, okay. one of the great TJ. Yeah, personal appearance agents. Yeah, yeah. Now works for Gersh. Gersh, yeah, he reps, was over at Omnipop. Yeah, yeah, he used to, yeah, yeah. He used to book me a lot. Yeah, yeah uh, reps all the big names mm-hmm. for personal appearances. He he has great relationships with everybody, and he books a night in uh, Monterey at a place called Doc Ricketts. Does uh, he still? No, not anymore. Because Doc Ricketts yeah. is gone, right? Yeah, I think so. Right. But. It was he. He would put these little packages together, mm-hmm. and he knew that I liked doing stand up, and so he's like, "Yeah, why don't you do one of these things?" And so uh, I got my first gig on the road. Oh, it's your first. Yeah, all right. And it was uh, there were a few things. I was in a very deep hole, and I did not know it yet. Okay. All right. And there were a few of them. The few things. The first is, uh, it was twenty five minutes okay. on the road. I'd never done 25 minutes before. I had about that much material, but it was all sort of honed in LA coffee shops right. in front of ambivalent LA comics. <laughs> and, you know, so. I love this story already, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was. They. What they responded to in those open mic rooms was a certain kind of articulate self loathing, well expressed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a certain over-the-top nerdiness at times mm-hmm. uh, that I was soon to find was not to the taste of road audiences. <laughs> and uh, the other thing is, uh, it was a two-man show, so I was fe- I was opener and feature in mm-hmm. a sense, you know. And so both jobs I really didn't know how to do yet. Yeah. And uh, the room was a. It was in a dance club. The comedy was really just sort of to fill time until the dancers could get there and and, uh uh so the 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 audience was not people who had sought out comedy as an option Mm -hmm. it was just who was there always a good audience yeah people are being ambushed by comedy yeah and uh it just it just was you know and so i went up the first night and just ate it with both hands for right. 15 minutes. It's a Friday Saturday show, right? Right, yeah. yeah. yeah if I remember correctly. Yeah, and uh just 15 minutes of me not doing well. And you know, the crowd is largely military from the bases around yes. Monterey. There's yes, a yes. giant American flag behind me on stage, <laughs> and I'm talking about my my love of Star Trek and my, <laughs> my you know, upbringing as a liberal democrat in Washington DC and <laughs> and uh it just it was not, you know, I said, you know, the other day that to it, to say that it was, you know, to say that it was not received well would imply that it was received at all. Right. Sure. Yeah, it was just it, it just rolled out and crashed into this impenetrable wall. And don't give a fuck. And, and then 
I did a dick joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only dick joke, <laughs> which is uh, uh, is just, you know, hey, ladies, it's as fat as the rest of me. Let's right. talk. Right. You know, and, and, uh, and that just kind of caught their attention. And... <laughs> And then I started doing more, you know, sort of stuff about my weight or, you know, and uh-huh. I connected with them and I finally sort of won them over. And then Danny Bevins had to go up and fix the mess I'd created. Oh, Danny Bevins. Yeah. <laughs> Danny. I worked with Danny Bevins yeah, at that place. Yeah, he's a great guy. Oh, and he's yeah. an old Omnipop guy. Of course, yeah, yeah. And he's did. ex-military too. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So he really connected with that crowd. Yeah. And, uh, and and managed to to fill in the giant trench I dug in the stage, <laughs> and uh, uh, but the thing that I loved about this about this whole thing so much was that um, uh, in a fit of optimism, I had set up a video camera and taped <laughs> my entire set, <laughs> and uh, I went home and watched the tape. Oh. and about fifteen minutes in, at sort of that darkest moment before the dick joke dawn. Uh, I could hear someone next to the camera clearly say, holy shit, this guy fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) As if it wasn't bad enough watching it. Because Uh even when you watch a good set on tape, it's still not as good. But it made me laugh so hard because... In that sea of disinterest, he had actually paid enough attention to form an opinion <laughs> and said it out loud. Like, like he f- held it firmly enough to say it. Right, you know? right. And, and just, just loudly enough for me to hear it on the tape and not loud enough for me to hear it from stage, right. which was just perfect. And so, you know, it just made me laugh and I played it for my dad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the next day I went back and I told the audience what had happened and the, I told them... Uh, and I led them all in a cheer of "Holy shit, this guy fucking sucks!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we got along pretty well. Awesome, that. Well, embrace it, man. <laughs> that is great. A couple things. Uh, you know that American flag that yeah. hangs up behind you? When I was there, it was a white screen TV with a boxing match on it <laughs> that they turned off for comedy. And oh. those fucking military people were pissed. I'm like, just I, leave it on. I'll go I, up later. Leave it on. I have such a great story about that. Oh, yeah? You had to turn off the TV the games? Did you ever do Agua Caliente? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, was, Agua it Caliente, it's a if, casino down here in Palm Springs. Yeah, it's okay. about two hours east of here. Another TJ gig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went out there on a Friday night, and uh, it's a casino, so the shows start on time, right? Mm-hmm. right. They're on a clock. There, yeah, yeah. And it's 8.30, and the Lakers game is tied with four minutes left in the fourth oh. quarter. So the layout is there's a big TV and, uh, on, let's say, the north wall. Mm-hmm. The stage is on the west wall, and there's a bar on the east wall. All right, and there's a big gulf between all the chairs and the stage. There's like a dance floor that mm-hmm. they don't put chairs on. And so there's this big TV that uh, has the game on it, and then a lot of little TVs over the bar. And so it's 8.30. There's four minutes left in the game. Click. Yeah. <laughs> they turn off the game <laughs> to start the comedy, and I'm the opener, and I go up, and... I'm literally looking at an entire crowd that has their backs to me because they're watching the game on the TVs over the bar and they're, they're cheering at weird random moments. Right, right. And, uh, uh, and then the game goes into overtime. And I, uh, I did my, I think I was supposed to do 10. I did it in about seven. Sure. And uh, uh, got off stage and brought up the feature and it was, um, I can't even remember his name now. It was like, Matt Black or something uh-huh. like that, and uh, he did twenty. He did twenty minutes of material and looked at his watch and realized he was only eight minutes into oh, his set, man. And, <laughs> <laughs> and got this look on his face that I loved so much because. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm not above a little schadenfreude. Sure, sure. And, <laughs> and, uh, so that's what this whole podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, who went up after that uh, and really got the crowd was Shang. Oh, I just had Shang yeah. on recently. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just, so. de- he destroyed. But, he, like, but he, the game had ended by that point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, oh, do, you another, any, yeah. <laughs> do you have any distracting? Hold on. Before we go into television, I guess back when, I don't see a lot of people, like, 
taping their sets anymore. I guess when we're starting out, we're taping a lot because yeah. we're working on material. And I should probably tape more and listen to it, but mm -hmm. I don't do it as often as I should, especially when I'm doing new material. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in the back of the Laugh Factory with Chris Mangiola, I think it was, mm -hmm. and somebody was on stage, and he and he just fucking awful he was in and we were just like this guy blows man i can't oh yeah. we we're just making fun of him left and right and they were like all right let's get out of here I'm like don't forget your tape recorder it's like it's not mine oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no that happened to me once uh, i did a guess i did a guest set at the dc improv uh -huh. and it was me Todd and Taylor Leatherberry, the comedy twins. Ooh, I don't know them. I oh, love that name already. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you could turn date rape into a comedy twin act, uh, that, oh, that was them. And and then Bobby Slayton. Oh, okay. And so The pit was, bull of comedy. I don't know if you know that, Toby. <laughs> He's the pit bull of comedy. And so I do my little thing, and it's actually, it's an audience of teachers that are there for a convention, mm -hmm. and I go over pretty well. Okay. But I can hear on my recording Todd and Taylor Leatherberry and Bobby Slayton talking about what is this shit? Like, <laughs> this guy's doing Star Trek. I mean, it was like just it was so funny. Like they were just mystified by me. <laughs> All right, you got to beat right. three good stories there, Toby. Three disastrous. Okay. Turn off the TV stories. Well, I felt like uh, the story I had prepared. Um, <laughs> by the way, they prepared. Thank, thank well, you very not, much. Not really prepared. But <laughs> well, I listened. I had a guy on here who didn't prepare, and people were pissed. <laughs> Listeners were pissed. They were emailing me. Yeah. Really? Right. Okay. So um, I'm just saying, step nerds, it up. You know, oh, yeah, and talk to the test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually coded out my story. I don't even know if that makes sense. Sorry. I'm showing my uh, ignorance. You could put it in the comments. <laughs> um, whatchamacallit. Uh, well, the first thing I wanted to say was it was funny because you're mentioning video cameras. Mm -hmm. And do you know Todd Sawyer? He's an old uh, Seattle. That's comic. who I did Ricketts with was Tom oh. Todd Sawyer. Okay, oh, Todd, okay. right? Todd Todd Sawyer. Yeah, 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 like a real into sports guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was so bummed when it, people <laughs> into sports hate going out on the road with me because I have, don't give a shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah. had nothing to talk about. Sorry, and Todd's a big baseball guy. It just reminded me that uh, he he wanted to pitch for a time comics who would show old video footage that they have of themselves when they were starting out, mm -hmm. just awful. And then they would go on and they'd show them now and they'd talk about it, make fun of it, and stuff like that. Um, but I remember the example that he chose because he had this on videotape was he's starting out doing like a triple run in Montana. Sure. Um, I'm sure that's like a lot of the stories. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot of West Coast run. comics talk about triple run on the show. <laughs> um, but he was, he's performing at this sports bar and there's, he's just literally performing in front of a bunch of pool tables. Mm -hmm. There's people playing pool right in front of him or right behind him and then there's like a semicircle of like 20 chairs where there's people sitting and he's just bombing right no one cares there's people playing pool right behind him <laughs> and the low point is this guy who was playing pool just throws down his cue grabs the mic from him <laughs> tells a dirty street joke gets a huge laugh and he goes that's how you do it <laughs> 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 hey, minus the pool, uh, pool game, uh, that was Jerry Lewis last night. So, <laughs> yeah, I remember Todd. I haven't seen him in a while. He's a good guy. He just moved over to Thailand, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, him and his dad both live in Thailand. What? You know what? He, he, he figured out because uh, he, let's see. He was working the road. He was getting kind of tired of it. Sure, yeah. Uh, he was trying to get some writing work. He had a podcast that was reasonably successful. Mm -hmm. But um, eventually, like, he was engaged, and it, you know, kind of uh, fell apart. And then he was like, you know what? Uh, I just got this little side business. I make enough money that if I go to Thailand, which I love, right. I can just live like that for you know, 10 years and then I'll retire. Oh, wow. fine. <laughs> so it's like, that's, that's, what, cool. that's basically what he figured out he wanted to do. So that's what oh, he's that's doing. That's cool. That's smart. Yeah. yeah another comic uh, did that, moved to Amsterdam for like 10 years. Uh, Tom Rhodes? No, Tom moved to Amsterdam because he got a talk show. Oh, yeah. Another yeah, guy just... Successful there. Yeah, yeah really yeah. successful. And But no, one guy just kind of like, I'm sick of this. So he just went and and then he got sick of guests getting stoned every day and came back spent, and you know, started yeah, all over. I spent over. three days in Amsterdam and that was enough for me. Never been. Yeah. Uh, I was just there a couple weeks ago, actually. Performing? Uh, I did a show at a club there. Yeah. yeah. But for the most part, it was just vacation. How was that audience? Uh, it was good. Yeah. It was, and this is weird. This has happened a few times because I, I do a lot of international work. Mm -hmm. um, and once in a while, the whoever's hosting the show will have no faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> just because I look young or something right, like that. Right. 
So I went up and I started and I was like, all these people look against me like right away. Yeah. Like they just expect me to suck. And I got them around. Sure. And so the show went fine. And then afterwards, apparently, because the rest of the show was in Dutch, she was like, I'm so sorry. I introduced you as saying this guy's never done comedy before. Oh. <laughs> 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 and a lot of my act, I'm telling stories about doing comedy. Right, right. <laughs> so it makes no sense. <laughs> I think I might want to get his own language right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was it just you didn't think you did or... Just, no, I think he just, just it was a she, it? but she wanted oh. to set the bar lower. Oh. So she was like, oh, I'll set the bar lower so that they'll be extra generous. But that's really not how audiences work. But that's yeah. the second time that's happened. Abroad. That's like a nice way of insulting you. Yeah. I'm going to uh. set the bar low so yeah. you don't have, you know what I mean? Mm. That's the second time that's happened? Yeah, well, the, actually, the first time was a little different. They didn't say that I'd, this was, it was really weird because I'd done two shows. And the mm-hmm. first show, it's a tough show. It has a reputation as one, but I, I was closing the show. Mm-hmm. Did fine, pretty well. I'd done it before, you know, totally decent. But uh, I think the, the host, I don't know if she was pissed that she wasn't headlining or something like that, but she gave me this really weird introduction where it was like, uh, this guy's just trying to do comedy and he's a DJ uh, out in America, which like I did DJ about like 10 years ago. Right. And it, it was just like really weird. And it does. It has the same effect where people are like, why am I paying to see this? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like, maybe if it was an open mic and it goes, you're like, this is an up and comer. But even then, I think you want to, I think it's better to set the bar higher so people pay attention at least. Yeah. Well, anyway, I very, well, I guess I do agree with a lot of Bill Maher. I just don't like to admit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I do agree with Bill Maher and he, sw- he says your introduction is part of your show. Like yeah, yeah, it, is, yeah. it is very important. The introduction is very important. And, it, mm-hmm. and that's a perfect example of it, I think. Yeah. I'm still astonished by how many hosts don't know the rhythm of it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you say the name last. Yeah. You know, credit, credit, credit. Ladies and gentlemen. Boom. Comic. Yeah. 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 And that sets, the, the sets it. it. It just sets the room for you. Mm-hmm. It's like a and, running start. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And people will say your name first mm-hmm. and then kind of trail off at the end or they won't have in their mind what they're ready to say and they'll thump for it. It's just, it's like, I like hosting. Yeah. And so, not least of which is because you get the last word on stuff. Yeah, that's and, true. And uh, it just, it was, it always annoys me when somebody doesn't have the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. You've heard it so many times. How can you have been that oblivious to what's going on around you in the room yeah. to not understand how an intro works? No, I agree. I agree 100%. If you're a good MC, man, that's a very important. But I don't like the fact that they put, and we talk about this a lot, I don't like the fact that they put the newbie up to MC. Oh, yeah, it's silly. Mm-hmm. You know? And they don't do that everywhere. It's an American thing. Yeah. In Canada, they usually have practically another headliner right. well, or will host. Toby and I are doing these shows with Don McMillan, yeah. which are so much fun. And he actually. I wouldn't know Don McMillan won't return my emails. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> he is a levity client. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm never working again. <laughs> he uh, he's doing these nerd nights at the improvs in, uh-huh. on the West Coast, and uh, we did one in Brea about two weeks ago, and we're going to do another one in Irvine. Oh, cool! On the sixth of November. Have you been to the new Irvine yet? No, I haven't. I've heard amazing things. Spectacular! Yeah. They're building a new one in Brea too, a six hundred seat theater. Six hundred. That's what this one is. That's what Irvine yeah, is. Yeah. It's five or six. Yeah. Jeez, really? They're doing it in Brea? Yeah. You know what sucks? Well, good for them if they can fill it. But it's, it sucks for people like me. Yeah, oh, exactly. But, but because yeah. they're only going to book, yeah, you know, the Pablo Franciscos. Yeah, yeah, or they're going to sell it out. You know, yeah. Carlos yeah. Mencia didn't even sell it out. I went down there the other weekend, and Carlos. Yeah. Was there he didn't even sell it out wow so that's, it sucks for us mid-level you know yeah. headliners yeah. who get called yeah, in at the last minute a, you there know there was an article i read about uh urban comedy that said that the the, the kings of comedy tour did that mm-hmm. to the urban comedy scene oh really because by being so successful they they crowded out the sort of mid-range to lower you know lower end clubs mm-hmm. And nobody wants to do that anymore. So the those lower end comics that were making a living don't have any place to perform anymore. Oh, I didn't read that. Sucks. Um, but tell us about Nerd Night. Oh, it was fun. It's just you know Don is a is the real deal. Right. He was an electrical engineer out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. Worked for Bell Labs. Helped design the first thirty two bit microprocessor. Jeez. Uh, worked for VLSI. Um, what is people, VLSI? It's a big chip foundry okay. in yeah. Silicon Valley, and um, 
<laughs> checking the clock. <laughs> and, but about wake me up when it's over, Toby. Why? What was I thinking? He he got frustrated and burned out by uh-huh. his electrical engineering career and decided it was time to try something new. And he came to L.A. and started auditioning for commercials and doing stand-up. And he he was the Budweiser guy for a while. He long was time, the Budweiser right? born on guy. He was yeah, this yeah. Oh, lanky really? redheaded guy who would come in with a hand truck full of fresh Budweiser. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, um. But he does his whole thing from PowerPoint, has mm-hmm. a really sort of, he under, it's, it's not, I, I think it, it does it a disservice to call it Dilbert-ish in the sense that he understands corporate environments, right. but he, you know, he finds the humor in corporate life mm-hmm. and, uh, and does a ton of corporates. He does all these corporate co- comedy gigs. Mm-hmm. If you're IBM and you have 2,000 engineers, you got to keep happy for two hours before a big meeting. You put Don McMillan in front. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he's been doing these nerd nights at the improv, and it's really nicely laid out. He does 10 up front Mm -hmm. uh, and pimps our credits as nerds and as comics. Sure, yeah. And and he's preaching to the choir a little bit because the people who are coming to see him are people who know him from his many gigs. Right. And uh, and he does you know a lot of PowerPoint Mm -hmm. stuff and things like that. It's really funny. Let's pretend I don't know what PowerPoint is. Okay. <laughs> what is PowerPoint exactly? PowerPoint is presentation software. Uh-huh. You put slides together that have bullet points or graphics on them, and you can click between them. Oh. It's just, you know, so very it's just corporate. A, it's just a slideshow? Yeah, essentially. But it has, like, sometimes but you, you can do motion graphics. Different. But I was very <laughs> interested watching him do his thing with PowerPoint mm-hmm. because he'll have a joke with a lot of tags, and he'll get a new reveal out of each tag as he shows it on the slide. He transitions from you know the slide with with the first tag to a mm-hmm. slide with both tags and so he just gets a new reveal like four oh, or five cool. times on each joke and it it really it helps the, the laughs with him just come so fast mm-hmm. like he's he's there's never a moment where he's leaving the audience to their own devices right. you know mm-hmm. i used to do something similar but with an overhead projector <laughs> and Anybody remember those? those? <laughs> <laughs> with the transparent, with the transparent <laughs> thing that you can. Did the, you use the markers? <laughs> it looks like it looks like the Pixar thing, yeah, kind of yeah, actually. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah you I remember those from elementary school. You don't know. What you didn't have one in school. Elementary school, school? yeah, we had yeah. them. How old are you? You know, I what think they were you? getting phased out by then. I mean, it was a long time ago. Toby's yeah. younger than I am, <laughs> and then we are. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, how old are you? Me? I'm thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little younger. Anyway, if you were older, you'd have laughed at the overhead projector joke. <laughs> but they're fun, so, the nerd nights. With yeah, Don. they sound He's fun, doing man. one with Erica Innes, I think, up in mm, um, that I do. San I don't Jose. know that name. She's a nerd comic. Yeah. Uh, she. Um, yeah, I guess nerds don't know to shut off their phone when they're doing a podcast, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> well, I, I, I put it on mute. Oh, okay. Um, it's just the, <laughs> the buzzer. Uh, no, it's mine. Oh, okay. It's right. um, uh, the... Um, She's got her own sort of nerd following. Okay. She's a, you know, she's a real deal nerd. She's, you know, does a Burning Man and... Uh, Is that a nerd thing, Burning Man? Yeah, I think so. There's really? a nerd component to it. It's not all a nerd thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you do um, Burning Man? I've never done it. Because like you came to the point. defense real quick. That's why I was asking. <laughs> well, I have a lot of friends who do Burning Man. Really? And some of it are coming from the angle of, check out this amazing thing I built after spending hours in the workshop you know oh, right, like right. That. and some of them are like i'm going and i'm gonna do drugs and make peanut butter sandwiches yeah that's you know? why i would go yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah oh i've that's had comics on here who were tripping on mushrooms doing stand-up at burning man that's uh, fun i forgot about that dex dex, dex jordan. jordan yeah oh, wow, <laughs> out of portland yeah. man yeah. i've never done mushrooms really yeah i, I sit them in amsterdam <laughs> oh yeah yeah i haven't done them in a while because i have a kid Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, I think parent. you could probably relate on some primal level. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the same TV shows at least. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what uh, you said you prepared a story that we've been. Yeah, you know what? I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna tell you this because it's appropriate for for Nerd Night. But uh, oh, good. Uh, when I was at Microsoft, I was mm-hmm. they had like a Microsoft open mic, mm-hmm. and uh, I was the only stand up. A Microsoft open mic? Yeah, they have like for the company, like a talent. Well, show not kind like of everyone, thing? but it was just like Microsoft. I mean, it's a big company, so yeah. there's like softball yeah, leagues. We've heard of it. There's, yeah. <laughs> 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 but you know, with, with any big organization, right. there's, there's you know leagues, there's activity groups, mm-hmm. theater groups. One of the things was this Microsoft open mic. Um, so maybe like. Uh, it would be like me doing stand-up, like uh, an improv troupe who would mm-hmm. do a few scenes, a few people who would sing or play guitar or something like that. 
and maybe, I don't know, 30 people. But anyway, someone saw me at one of these things and asked me to do a roast for their outgoing, like, vice president of their division. Okay. Uh, And at the time, I was of that new comic ethos where I'm like, anything (laughs) I'm offered, I must do. (laughs) So I ended up uh, writing this roast for Mm -hmm. this guy that I'd never met before. Right. Um, Now, here's how it was pitched to me. You're going to go up, do about 20 minutes of stand-up, 10 minutes of roast things, Mm -hmm. whatever, and um, we'll have a stage and a microphone, everyone will be quiet, and then... uh, you know, you'll be the only person on the show, but we'll just bring you on. So I get there, and none of this has made it to the people who are actually organizing the thing. Uh. <laughs> what the actual setup is, is a karaoke machine in the corner of a room. Um, I am the ninth person on after they're given goodbye speeches by every one of their colleagues. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they're all making fun of them and killing because right. they have all these like references. Inside since they jokes. Actually know and, these yeah, guys. Yeah. and it, yeah, it's, it's just inside jokes and stuff like that. But the crowd's like roaring. And then the guy who's running it is like, so what's your name? (laughs) (laughs) And this is my intro. Speaking of intros, this is my favorite one I've gotten all the time. Uh, So we have one more person for you. Uh, I believe you are an SDET, which is a software design engineer and test, a QA Mm -hmm. engineer, in Windows. Is that right? Yeah? Okay. Well, and you're not going to believe this, but he actually does stand-up comedy. Uh, you want to do like eight minutes and we'll see how this goes. So basically you're having the the booking conversation from stage. Yes. (laughs) And I'm closing this. And the guy is looking at me like as I see the guy there who I'm roasting like who the fuck is this dude that I've never met before. And so I go up and I'm like should I I have eight minutes like Mm -hmm. I prepared all this stuff. So I start in like telling a, you know, just a stand up joke mm-hmm. and it gets like a huh, which is like it gets a laugh, but it's like, what are you doing here? Right. Right. You know? So uh, eventually I'm just like, I'm not going to do stand up. Uh, so I tell like one minority joke, which I know will get something of a laugh. Sure. You know, does all right. And then I start uh, just making fun of him and you would think I had just thrown manna from heaven. Wow. <laughs> they die. Like, really? Because uh, literally, it was one of those things where, and I, I was going into the roast thinking, like, I'm marching in front of a firing squad. Sure, sure. You know? Everyone's looking at me. It's gonna be, as soon as I started cracking on him, kills. Really? Yeah. I think maybe because it's similar types of jokes. Sure. I've got a notes on him from the other people, mm-hmm. but I'm actually a comedian, so mm-hmm. I know how to put them in jokes. You know? But uh, does like so I just have these sheets of paper and I just read through it and it's like surreal how much how well it's doing and then my big closer gets zero. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, really? After all that, I think because it had it was like a weed reference uh-huh. and it just zero. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't know. I just improved until I got a laugh and then I just closed. Hmm. But it was yeah, it was one of the weirdest shows I've ever done. Gotta say, I'm a little disappointed in the ending there. I was hoping you wouldn't do so well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, if I could go back in time and bomb harder, so thank you, yeah. please. I was hoping the guy would have gotten up and thrown something at you or anything <laughs> like that. No, but mm-hmm. let me tell you, I mean, that's tough, man. The t- roasts. Oh, if you if you're the first person, it's the yeah. worst slot because you because. You know, you go for the throat in roast, yeah. and people aren't ready for it. And that first slot is always the groaner. groaner. Yeah. yeah, nobody knows what they're getting in. Yeah, I remember when yeah. they roasted uh, Jimmy Pardo at the M Bar for his bachelor party. Oh, I've seen clips of it. I haven't seen oh, it. Were you there for that? Bruce Smith came out and just leveled the place. Really? Yeah, because he Bruce Smith is a well, yeah. I guess he's a manager now, yeah, but he was an manager, agent forever. Yeah. But, uh, and Pardo's manager. Actually. I didn't realize there was some animosity between him and BJ Porter and Scott Ackerman, and he just there was real menace behind the stuff he was saying. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it was very interesting and kind of uncomfortable. Oh, wow! I love, that, yeah. I love I know, it when you. I know Pat Francis has that tape. I'll have to. Oh, <laughs> have I'd to. love to see it again just to remind myself. Oh, that's funny. They I wanted me. To, they wanted me. My dad is a preacher, yeah. and he retired, uh-huh. and. We go to the retirement party, and they're like, hey, you want to roast your dad? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't. No. We're in a church atmosphere, and I don't want to. No, no, uh-huh. no, 
No. <laughs> There's the roast battle now at the comedy store. Oh, which Earl's is doing yeah. very I've been well. trying to get Earl on that. Yeah. On here to talk about it. It's supposed to be. Have you been it, to it? Yeah, I've been a couple times. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. It's a very wild atmosphere. Yeah. Like, there's a, the like, uh, it, it, there's um. It's the store. Yeah, it's and, the comedy uh, store, which yeah. is why I don't go back. You reminded me of something about the the things behind you mm-hmm. when you're performing. There was a uh, like a weird little show at a place called Philly West on Westwood Boulevard. Here in town? Here in town, okay. right? And so the stage is set up in front of a golden tea golf machine. Sure. Right? And they leave the machine on during the show so there's some guy behind you doing that sliding thing on the ball, <laughs> the ball. <laughs> yeah. and then one day I walked in to do the show and Benicio Del Toro was in there hitting on this like 20 year old UCLA co-ed mm-hmm. and uh, and everybody is just like there's this heavy wow Benicio Del Toro is in the room Benicio Del Toro is in the room right. I go up and do my little nerd jokes and that's when they decide to get up and walk out to have a smoke <laughs> and so I like I can officially say I walked Benicio Del Toro <laughs> uh, how do you like traveling uh, traveling internationally doing stand up uh, it's been pretty good yeah I'm, I'm trying to wind it down actually and stay in LA more yeah you know you I think if you want to make a you know move your career forward mm-hmm. it helps to to be able to put down some roots somewhere. Sure. Um, but it's been fun. The last couple of years, uh, I've traveled to 16, 17 countries. Wow, that's great. And yeah. All right, all 16 of them right now. Go. <laughs> uh, Canada, Ireland, uh, UK, France, uh, Slovakia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Romania, Israel, South Africa, uh, Australia, China. Um, New Zealand <laughs> and are there just a lot of expats you perform in front of or uh, in, in, in some places yeah um, uh, like I mean you know uh, Shanghai is probably about 80% expats 90% expats I know that gig Kung Fu Comedy yeah uh, who just went Graham Elwood just went I think. oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And oh then, it's great guys Oh, wait, Dwayne Perkins just told a story about getting almost jumped by the big whatever gang is huge in like the Southern the Triads. Yeah, the Triads. Really? What? <laughs> he had a Triad heckler. That's hilarious. Oh, you don't want to fuck with a Triad <laughs> heckler. It is real deal over there. Right, that's what know? I hear. Yeah. Where's your favorite uh, country to perform? Uh, if you have I one. think Australia might be. Yeah? Australia's great. I mean, New Zealand's great too, but Australia has more of a industry there. Yeah. New Zealand has, it's, it's one of, New Zealand's is like one of the you take it for granted in the states that there's like almost an infinite supply of gigs. Right. In New Zealand, it's like, oh, I took an hour and emailed every comedy show in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've I've never been to Australia. I, I got a lot of Australian listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good friends with you know like Monty Franklin from Australia, Will Anderson, and yeah. Uh, Australians are hard ass, man. Because when I had Will Anderson on the show, yeah. I had Will Anderson and uh, Jim Short, who oh, is yeah. technically from Australia, but mm-hmm. he grew up in. Dallas, I think, or something like that. So yep. I put the two Australians together. And then when I launched that show, dropped that show, all the Australians were like, well, this is probably going to be a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like, wow, you guys play oh, hardball, man. man. <laughs> it's just very like, I don't know, uh, like, the whole country is like a rugby team. <laughs> like nicknames for everything right, right. and very like fun, loving, outgoing, but like, you know, hmm. hit you on the back of the head for yeah. fun, you know, kind of a thing. Did you do the festival down there, the Melbourne Festival? No, I didn't. I might do that at some point. I'd, yeah. I'd love to. But I just went over there and did gigs. Okay. I have well, family in Australia. I should probably it's a great country, work out man. a way to get down there. People really don't get there as much as you would think from the States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, much more common to go to Europe. Uh, even just traveling. I think because people think, bang for the buck, I'll right. go to Europe, see 12 countries, or go fly farther to go to Australia and see one or two. Right, right. You know? But... Um, uh, yeah, great, great, great. The time. only continent that is also named the country. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I've been to Australia. I, I, can, be a ner- I can be a nerd too. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you guys ever had anything thrown at you on stage? It's a question I like to ask. Um, I'm trying to think. I've never. I don't know if I've ever had someone thing thrown at me. I've definitely been in the room when stuff was thrown at other people. Yeah, well, uh, a piece of pizza once. <laughs> a piece of pizza. Yeah, although it was <laughs> that was a weird thing. <laughs> it was a really weird. No, night. sounds normal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess I didn't need to clarify that. It was just one of those room nights where there's a comedy club and there's like 
seven people in it right maybe 10 and they're drunk mm -hmm. you know and it's just like all pretense of a show have gone out the window mm -hmm. and it's just the headliner like talking you know to these people uh well you know late show saturday last right. show of the week um and i just remember he was just talking about how bad the food was it's not a great move to a comedy club right yeah, like, yeah definitely uh and he's like, couldn't finish this. He's like, and they're like, I'll, I'll eat them. And he's like, you want a piece of pizza? And he just chucks a piece of pizza at the audience member. Oh. And then, like, but legitimately, he's not, right. like, whip, whipping it at him. Oh, okay. He just, like, lobbed it to them. <laughs> but it, like, landed on the floor. And then, like, he starts going to bit. And they throw it back. Mm -hmm. um, and then they got kicked out. And he's like, no, I started it. And right, it's, right. like, this weird conflict where the comedian is, like, angry at the bouncer yeah. for kicking out an audience member when he feels responsible. Right. It was really weird. How do you lob a pizza? That isn't. That wasn't. What, it's not that an was, easy thing to throw. Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't well planned. What about you? Have you anything thrown at you? No throwing. I had a. I did a gig one. You know, there was the laundromat show here in LA for a long time. And have we ever talked about the laundromat show on this show? It was a lot of fun. It was. Christy Murphy ran it. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, she uh it, it was, was in a it was in a laundromat it was it started out in a laundromat on genesee in west hollywood mm -hmm. and then it was at a laundromat on bronson in hollywood for a little while mm -hmm. and like in franklin village and then it it was only there for a couple of weeks and it's funny i went to a show at the place that is now where that is it was uh, where that was it's a tail waggers mm -hmm. is a pet store and uh um uh, there's a show there called now called Two Girls One Pup. There's a show at a pet store. Yeah, and people bring their dogs and stuff. It's pretty crazy. I ran into Bill Dixon there the other day, and I'm just gonna say I hate that idea. <laughs> I don't I don't know anybody about it. It's probably one of my friends started it, but I'm just gonna say I hated that Lauren, idea. It's hard enough to keep humans what's her name? from talking. Lauren, the girl from Arkansas, Lauren. She's got a big Twitter following. Lauren uh, Kirshner. No, she goes by S. Bell Lauren on Twitter. No, oh, I don't know. Um, Look her up and tell her I don't like her show. On Twitter. Uh, it's, they, <laughs> they do it once a month. They bring their dogs to the show? Yeah, 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 and the comedians bring their dogs too. It's kind of fun. All right, first of all, <laughs> dog people are weird. I don't <laughs> care. What, I mean, I'm talking like not just, hey, we've got a dog for our kid. It's the, we, it's the mm. people who can't socialize with other people, so they yeah. mm. talk to their dogs and they bring, yeah, so. Yeah. Well, it was only there for a couple of weeks, the laundromat show, and then it moved to the Lucy's at Sunset in Alvarado. Okay. Okay. So, so it moved to a kind of almost a downtown area for all our listeners who don't well, know Los Echo Angeles. Well, Echo Park, yeah. Silver Lake, like edge of Echo Park, and uh, you know it was a it was a big commercial laundromat with high ceilings and fluorescent Huge. light. Huge. It had like a subway in it. Had it had a subway and an arcade. And a, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and the stage was set up in front of the bathroom, mm -hmm. and uh, it was every Wednesday for like three or four years. Mm -hmm. At one point. Uh, Christy worked out a deal with the Lucy's people to take the show on the road, and we went to Lucy's all over LA. Like, <laughs> oh really? I, I didn't to, know that. I drove out to Pomona. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a laundromat know, tour. I know, love it. Do you okay. know what the laundromat show is? Is hard enough when they know you're coming. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just it was really weird that night out there in Pomona. Um, is it all clean comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're fired well but it's at the same time there's little there's little you know latino babies running around yeah, yeah. and fluorescent light and uh weird you know like just all kinds of and one day we're we're at the show i wasn't on stage but a, like a, a junkie guy walked in and just started seizing next to the bathroom like in the little hallway next to the stage oh really and just od'd like right there wow in front yeah. of everybody and uh, you know the paramedics came, and it was a huge deal, and and it was just like, and well, that's done now. Some comedy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine. You know, I died there a couple times myself. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, that was a rough gig. Uh, Christy Murphy, though, she really like promoted that. She got that like. Yeah, a bunch of got, news stories yeah, on yeah. it. I was it on became, CBS. Uh, I was on. Uh, it became CNN. a part of uh, yeah. Last Comic Standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they had to do. It. I remember. Kathleen She's Madigan back in town. It. She spent a lot of time in the Philippines. She wasn't. Uh, yeah. She had some health issues. Mm -hmm. But she's back in town, and I think she's getting married. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. She's a local LA comic. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, and that's that's that's. I don't know. It's about an hour. Is about an hour. It's about Go. an hour. I'm keeping right. it short because I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> it's a therapy hour. <laughs> yeah. um, any stories you wanted to tell before we uh, that we didn't get to? Uh, 
Well, I feel bad that I told a um a, a story where I had a good set at the end of the day. So. <laughs> no, it was a good get, story. I was I loved it. No, it was like I, I had a guy on here who was like the other day I killed the other day, man. It was just one of those where you're just on fire. I'm like, <laughs> like wrong show, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this quick. This is like this is one of my worst stories. I don't know if it's the worst, but I was uh, I was booked to do a diabetes fundraiser, mm-hmm. and it was a variety show. I was the only comedian. I was supposed to go on at like nine o'clock, three hundred people. Mm-hmm. I ended up going up at one thirty in the morning. Oof. It was like thirteen people left, and this is my intro. Speaking of intros. Uh, all right, are you guys ready for the band you all came here to see? <laughs> all right. Oh, wait. While they're warming up, comedy by Toby. Oh. <laughs> so I go on stage, and um, I'm literally, there's a band tuning in instruments behind me. Sure. And uh, this is my first joke, which is, uh, thanks, it's great to be here. I think a variety show is a great idea for a diabetes fundraiser because last year we sold lemonade and cookies and 12 people died. <laughs> <laughs> I love the balls of it. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I, I, I think it might have pulled it off except <laughs> the, the bassist looks at me and just goes, 12 people died? Uh. <laughs> 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 it was just downhill from there. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Oh, man, that's the worst. I love it. All right. Uh, this is great, guys. I'm glad we found Andrew. I know I've been trying to get you on for a while. I'm glad it finally worked out. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I wanted to find a matching <laughs> brain, giant brain of knowledge that <laughs> we could do. So, where could we find you guys? Uh, physically or digitally? Oh, uh, you can find me on. I'll give you both. Toby. <laughs> <laughs> I've never smooth. been asked that. That was yeah. That was a great uh, TobyTheComic.com is my website. Uh, I've got stuff on YouTube. And oh, by the way, you that. should name your next album "Comedy by Toby." Comedy by Toby. <laughs> yeah, that's very comedy. Perfect, so sync it. <laughs> dot 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 by Toby. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like uh, I feel like it's like a singer songwriter. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Vibe. I like mm-hmm. it. Um. And then in person, I'll, I'll be doing that nerd night at the Irvine. Oh, that's cool. Tonight, oh, when is this? This will go up. What's today? Saturday. Saturday. This will go up tomorrow night. Tomorrow okay. night. Okay. Um, trying to think what I have coming up. Yeah, I'll, pl- I'll just plug the nerd night at the Impro- okay. Irvine Improv. And, what date is that? Um, that is... 6th of November. 6th okay. of November. It's a Thursday. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, also, cool. if you happen to be in Indianapolis or Crackers? Boston, New York... Uh, Morty's. Oh, Morty's. I heard Morty's is good. Yeah, I mean, yeah it there. is good. It's really yeah. good. Uh, I got dates, all those places, so cool. you can find them on my website. Awesome. Andrew? Um, I am doing the Nerd Night with Toby. Awesome. Uh, Irvine Improv 11.6. I'm also doing a Moth Grand Slam mm-hmm. at the Echoplex uh, here in LA on the 27th of awesome. October, which is a Monday. Cool. And uh, you can find me online at, at Salmson on Twitter, S-O-L-M-S-S-E-N. Mm-hmm. And uh, my website is down right now because the cobbler's children always have no shoes. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> um, you didn't go at Bitboy? It, no, I, I, I've always been at Psalms. I've always been Psalmson on the internet. Okay, I predate like pseudonyms on the internet. Oh. I, and I was always the only Psalmson on the internet. My uh-huh. name is quite unique. Sure. Um, and now I have a cousin who's 10 years younger than me who has the same name as me. Mm-hmm. And so we, we uh, our digital wakes always kind of cross and okay. intersect. But uh, uh, I like at Psalmson. Okay. Uh, it's just, you know... You know, my slash dot ID was nine four four eight. My CompuServe ID was seven three three zero comma one. Just nerd cred. <laughs> it's just nerd cred. It's a handle. No idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> but I'm I love at Thompson. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason I ask is you had a license plate that said BitBoy back yeah. on the open mic scene. Yeah, I I, yeah. I, I got rid of that. Um, and I remember telling you when you became a professional comedian, you wouldn't have to change your license plate. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It is. Yeah, because it was bits like computer bits and bits like com- comedy bits, yeah. but. Uh, uh, there's a certain amount of joy in being anonymous on the road. And uh, uh, I, I'd rather not everybody know who's driving <laughs> my enough. car. Cause I, I, you can get a little aggressive. Yeah, I, don't know, I never understood vanity plates at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming out today. I really appreciate it. Check these guys out on your nerd night or uh, any other comedy night. Uh, I am at Murray V on Twitter. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, 
What's coming up? I don't know. I'm really drawing a blank today. But uh, like us on the Facebook page. If you haven't liked us on the Facebook page, I always uh, post clips of my comics and, and news and, and stuff like that on there. It's a good way to find out what's going on with the show. Uh, T-shirts are uh, at murrayvaleriano.com forward slash store. And we sold out of them at the LA Podcast Festival a couple weeks ago. So if you didn't get them there um, and you want them, just let us know and we'll throw in some extra stuff for you uh, for that um, just because we sold out and weren't able to get everybody a t-shirt. And uh, that's it. Jan Hooks died. That's a bummer. Uh, look up the Sweeney sisters. Those are my favorite sketches. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon.